Um, I wanted to start with our theme verse for next year, um, which is John 10.10. 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Um, let's pray. Lord, thank you that you are the good shepherd. Thank you for um, speaking to us, God. I pray that you would speak to us in this time in your word and that you would um, just increase our fellowship with one another so that we can be um, your lights in the world this summer and next year. Lord, bring us back with um, just the expectation of what you're going to do in and through us, Lord. And we thank you for Mops and we thank you for our, our friends that we've made here, Lord, and for the just the blessing of this year, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So I have a dog story. Is my dog picture in there of Reba? She should be next. There she is. She is the escape artist of our family. Um, I had just had Jackson, and she got out the front door. And used to, kid-free, you know, Marcus and I would run after her. We'd tag-team it, and we'd catch her and bring her back home. And when she got out this time, it was a little bit scarier for me because with a newborn, I can't chase a rat terrier throughout the subdivision. And so I, I panicked and I got on our, our little uh, neighborhood Facebook page and put a picture of her and said, you know, please don't. I was just thinking she's little and she's cute. She's gone if she doesn't come back on her own. There's just not, nothing I can do. Marcus was gone at work. And um, a neighbor actually said, put a basket of your dirty laundry on your front porch because they have great sense of smell and they'll find their way home and I was like that just might be my answer so I took a lot, what I had plenty of dirty laundry and I stuck it on her front porch and that dog found her way home it she had her little 30 minute gallivant but she we heard her on the front porch and I just thought you know God cares even about our animals and when we feel helpless and we can't chase them down like we used to he brought her back home so that got me Googling away as I was preparing for today that about dogs' sense of smell. And they can actually smell 40 times better than humans. So to wrap your head around that, I don't know what that would even mean. I mean, when we smell a dirty diaper in the car, I mean, for our dog, that would just be really, really bad. Um, but in our passage today, we're talking about sheep. And sometimes sheep get a bad rap. So I'll, I'll, we'll circle back to them in a minute about their abilities. But uh, I want to read us... Um, John 10, verses 1 through 15. Uh, the context for this passage is Jesus has just healed a blind man on the Sabbath by spitting in some dirt, making mud, putting it on his eyes, and telling him to go wash off. And the Pharisees are not happy about that, number one, because Jesus healed somebody, but he healed somebody on the Sabbath. And so um, throughout that, that um time the pharisees are saying well who healed you and they ask his parents is this the kid that was born blind and they say yes but we don't know how he got made well and they won't stand up for their own son and the son ends up saying well if if he healed me then he's got to be god right and so they kick the blind man out of out of the temple and the pharisees do and so that's the context for this story um, that we're going to read and jesus tells them truly truly i say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. 
A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was trying to say. So Jesus again said, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay my life down for the sheep. So, in, in context of this, Jesus points out other areas that we look to for life. And one of the first places he, he mentions is the voice of strangers. And so that, that brings us back to the sheep. I did some Googling about their ability. They get a lot of a bad rap, right? In churches, we always talk about how dumb they are, how the shepherd's always, like, breaking their legs, and they don't go the wrong way. And, like, we hear all those stories here at camp and stuff. But sheep actually have pretty, um, pretty good instincts for evading danger. They have um, 360 vision, unlike us, that can see only in front of us. If they're down eating grain, they can actually see all the way around them. You'd have to be directly behind their head for them not to see you approaching. But they also have a cool ability with their ears. They can actually direct their ears to the sound. And so when Jesus says that the sheep don't follow the voice of the stranger, it made me think, okay, the sheep have the decision of where they turn their ear. And that's just like us. We have the ability to decide who are we listening to? Are we listening to the Good Shepherd and what he says about our life, about our family, about our circumstances? Or are we listening to the voice of a stranger? So my challenge is that we would be like the sheep in, in using our ability to direct our ear to the sound of our Good Shepherd because we know his voice. Um, second, he points out the hired hand. Um, in verse 12 it says, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves and flees. And the wolf snatches them and gathers them. And in thinking about this in the context of who Jesus is talking to, he's talking to the Pharisees like we talked about in the chapter before, in chapter 9. The blind man, it always struck me that his parents didn't stand up for him. Um, when the Pharisees are questioning even them, saying who healed him, his own parents kind of just said, well, ask him. And they kind of put him, because they did not, and the scripture says, because they didn't want to be kicked out of the temple. They knew what was coming if they answered, Jesus healed our son that was born blind, um, because that was to say that Jesus was God. And so there are hired hands in our lives that, that should care about us, and they don't. There are people in our lives that are the hired hand that um, are paid to tend to our care, and they don't. And so... The challenge here for us is to look to our Good Shepherd and to be open um, with him about our wounds. Because um, in my reading about sheep, um, they have a high tolerance for pain. And they'll sometimes hide their pain so that um, they won't get attacked. 
They don't want to look like the weak sheep. And we can do that as moms. We can do that as women, especially. We can hide our pain because we don't want to be the weak one in the crowd. And I feel like Jesus is pointing out here, the hired hand doesn't care, but I do. And so that would be um, my hope and prayer for you is that um, you would recognize that no other human is intended to be your good shepherd. My husband cannot be my good shepherd. He is a godly man, and I'm so thankful for him that he cannot be my good shepherd. He can't. And there are other people in our lives sometimes that we look to, maybe our parents growing up or things like that, that, um, that we need to recognize um, him as our good shepherd, Jesus, ultimately. Sorry for me. And then our third um, voice that Jesus points out is the thief. In verse um, 1, actually, this chapter, he says, Truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. And I've actually went through um, being witness to a robber. <laughs> My first job out of college was actually at a Christian bookstore in Houston um, where I was assistant manager, and I was coming in for a Saturday shift, and which was midday, and I had come through our locked staff door where I had to enter in my key code and then gone to um, our lockers, which had another entrance that didn't require a key code to get into that area. And when I walk in, there is this huge man um, digging through purses in our staff locker. And it kind of took me by surprise, you know, so I just kind of, I don't know, in the split second of seeing this all go down, I'm just like, uh, excuse me? And he claimed real quickly, you know, that he was looking for the bathroom and he must have missed the door. Well, really, he had walked past the bathrooms to get into our um, clearly labeled employee-only area. And so in thinking about the thief, it just, um, that story came to mind, obviously, because I was very really frightened. Um, and he ended up getting away with some cash. So don't go to the bank and then go to work and then put your purse in the locker. Not to self. But um, nobody was hurt in that altercation. But I, in thinking back later, I was like, oh, that guy could have decked me or something. Like, I don't know. Um, so the thief has ulterior motives, right? He's coming in where he doesn't belong. Um, and we know our thief is the devil. He is coming in to steal and to kill. And that is the opposite of what Jesus, the good shepherd, does. He is here for life and life abundant. And so Jesus actually describes to us what a thief is. He says it's anyone who doesn't believe that he's the doorway. So there can be thieves that look to us like, like good resources or like, um, this is where I think about like theology. Like you can't just, in today's world, we can't just take anything that's labeled Christian and take it as our own and, and put it in our viewpoint of God because anyone who enters by any other door and tries to climb in another way, Jesus points out, that's, that's a thief and a robber. So um, we can also try to do that sometimes. Anytime we're, we're trying to enter by our works or by our good deeds or by what we're not doing that we, um, in comparison to other people's lives, um, we can miss the doorway. So um, it's not about good outweighs the bad. Um, because Jesus says in verse 9, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved. So he is our doorway. Um, so have you walked through the door? And how is that good shepherd leading you? Um, I just, in looking back over our, 
our notes and our our um, thoughts for this year. I just I see the way that he has led me in and out to find good pasture, just with finding finding people like we'll talk about next year. Actually, was talking about find your like lose your fear and find your people. <laughs> like that's just such a big part of life is that we're not meant to be alone. Um, and so our daily life can't be abundant if if our ears are turned towards the voice of the stranger. And our daily life can't be abundant if we're looking to the hired hand as the person that should be our good shepherd. And our lives can't be abundant if we're not going through the door. And so um, that's my challenge for you. We have some discussion questions. Just want to um, encourage you um, to reflect on ways that the good shepherd has led you in and out to find good pasture. Um, let me pray us out before we uh, talk in our groups. Lord, thank you for being our good shepherd. You laid down your life for us. And we forget what that costs sometimes, God. And I pray that you would forgive us of that. I pray that you would um, remind us that you've given us special sheep ears. And we get to choose where to turn those ears. That we would turn them to your voice. And that you would... um, That we would be able to recognize your voice, God. Because we know you. And God, for the places in our hearts... um, where hired hands have let us down and hired hands have let wolves come in, God. I pray that you would um, remind us of who you are and bring us back into your care. And for areas where thieves have come in and robbed, whether in real life (laughs) with locker room purses being stolen or in thieves of our joy or thieves of our peace, God, that you would just remind us... um, that you are the door and anything that doesn't come through you, um, any self-dependence we have, God, I pray that you would take that away from us and that you would make us fully dependent on you. Um, We want to be sheep that follow your voice, Lord. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.